podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Oh, it's a goal. Who got the assist? Who got the assist? Hello. So we're back in the same country and recording after Game Week 17. It's been a long couple of weeks for us both, with me out of holiday in Asia and stuck in Hong Kong for another couple of days unexpectedly due to one inch of snow at Heathrow Airport. And uh, Nick, working a lot at the moment it seems. How have you been, mate? Hey Tom, yep, I've been good, thanks. As you say, um, things have gone a little bit black mirror, I guess, in terms of our busy schedule. So uh, definitely looking forward to the Christmas holidays. But enough about that anyway, you're here to hear us talk about FPL, so that's what we're going to do. So let's get on with it. Yeah, let's. Uh, so we're recording on Wednesday evening with another game week to come on Saturday. So we'll keep it to some key themes today uh, from both us and our recent experiences. Uh, thanks so much for all the responses that we put out today regarding the uh, the drunken experiences of FPL, which we'll definitely come on to later. Yeah, thanks very much, guys. So I guess it's um, worth having a quick discussion about uh, drunken FPL after a few transfers you made uh, when you were abroad in, in, a, in a bit of a state and uh, and we'll talk about some other big themes as well in the community at the moment um, our issues with Eden Hazard is um, certainly worth a section of its own isn't it oh, so um, yeah, yeah and we'll also update you guys on our regular features um, non much um, the anti-meta team market forces etc Great. Uh, we haven't quite had time tonight to pull together the community section. We're both quite tired. I've basically been up since 10pm last night flying and uh, you've obviously been working quite a lot. This, of course, will return next week. Um, so today will be a little bit of a shorter pod. We'll talk about the meta, meta points Nick said, a few other bits and pieces, and then wrap up. Uh, so, Nick, how have you been doing FPL-wise last kind of couple of weeks since we last spoke? So I think everything's been a little bit so-so for me, I guess. But um, in terms of overall rank, I'm still... Um, I'm still within the top 100k, so I've been doing quite well. It's just kind of like I've got a very template team at the moment, but I, I try to mix it up with a few hits, um, you know, and that hasn't really worked out for me. If, I think if I didn't take the hits, then I'd probably be even higher right now. For instance, um, I took a minus eight initially. I talked about it on the last pod about how I wanted to get Aiden Hazard in, and I drafted him in. And he's obviously done absolutely nothing um, <laughs> since I brought him in. And as part of bringing him in, I got rid of like um, Jesus, so I downgraded Jesus, which has been a good move because he's done nothing either. I, I brought in Calvert Lewin. He got an assist last week, but this week he's just um, this game week he only got a point because he got a yellow card for kicking the ball away, which is a bit annoying. Um, I also had to had to sell Otter Mendy, which is probably a, quite a big mistake considering he scored and got. Um, scored that last weekend and he got a clean sheet this week so so that was a bit of a, a stupid move otherwise um, you know same old uh, Captain Kane last week so that paid off me whilst you captained Hazard this week um, roles were reversed and some, somehow I came up on top I don't know how I managed just with the with the three points over the two points to Hazard but it was alright it was all right. it's like Richarlison assist um Clavin seems to be my hero this game week oh, randomly I love <laughs> got nine, nine points. I think I must be one of the only people um, who actually has this guy. Probably um, none of our listeners do. But, um, yeah, he managed to get me a, a cheeky nine points, so, which was a quite a nice um, surprise. Uh, I drafted in this week. Um, I drafted in Kenny and Lukaku as well um, because Morata was ruled out, so I took a minus four. Brought in Kenny. He got um, he got clean sheet. He was on my bench, and Lukaku. Um, actually turned up with a goal for a change but um, 
still ended only end up five points, a bit rubbish. So yeah, red arrows, but very very small ones, so still kind of languishing around. How about you, Tom? Yeah, um, well, it's it's been a it's been an interesting couple of game weeks for me. Uh, you know, after the, I said on the last pod, yeah, you know, I'm leaving it. I'm I'm gonna captain Kane. You know, I'm not gonna change my team. Uh, last minute, decided to to have what eight or nine glasses of champagne. I think at at, the, at my cousin's wedding. Uh, with my cousin, it wasn't just me drinking in the corner on my own looking at my FPL team. <laughs> but, um, I had, uh, yeah, and then suddenly all I could think of was Hazard, Hazard, Hazard. It was probably better than thinking girls, girls, girls. Um, so Hazard, uh, Hazard came in for a minus four, and uh, I put the captaincy on him, removed it from Kane. Um, Firmino came in for Morata, and uh, yeah, that didn't work out. I think I only got uh, mid forties last week, whereas everyone else got sixties. And again, it's looking like I'm on fifty points for this midweek game week. Um, unfortunately, I've I did put it on Kane. Uh, he got four points. Uh, yeah, not very good. Uh, I got you know clean sheets from uh, Tarkovsky. Uh, no, that's the only clean sheet I got actually from Tarkovsky. Alonso and got the assist. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I mean David Silver's the man who's really kind of saved me. I brought him in for a minus four uh, to replace the stricken Aaron Ramsey. Uh, so it's been two minus fours in a row, two red arrows in a row. I think I'm just I'm sitting down. I'm sitting down kind of uh, where I was at the beginning and kind of the million kind of area. Um, yeah, I, th- I think you know the return. You mentioned the Kaku a minute ago. The return to form to some extent of Manchester United has really cost me. Uh, especially about David De Gea, eleven points. Uh, I think it's uh, quickly worth mentioning here uh, a little uh, voice message we just received from uh, our friend uh, Sir Alex Quintella, um, who's reflected yeah. perhaps uh, <laughs> some of the things which have uh, afflicted FPL managers this week, right, Nick? Yeah, I think because um, he, he yeah he sent us a voice message with all, all the players that completely screwed him over this week. One of the ones is um, someone I actually own as well, um, which is Ward, Stephen Ward. He he got injured. Um, and only played 40 minutes just got the one point whilst uh, you got your taco clean sheet I thought you were doing pretty well with that but yeah um, yeah, that's Pelicueta as well obviously Chelsea conceded last minute you know horrible experience uh, he had uh, just just um, I think just he most of his players yeah Feminia he got a zero point because he came on for like a seven minute cameo and uh, yeah conceded, conceded two, two goals <laughs> yeah. and also got injured again um, yeah so just a bit of a shock all round and you know Kane likes those guys blanked as well but he did have De Gea so he got some points at least so De Gea had another um, Weldy didn't he yeah, I think a double figure return it's another stormer it's another 11 points and uh yeah, I think uh, that's kind of just under. Well, it's, it's more than a third of Alex's score of 28 overall came from David de Gea, and I think it was one of those weeks of contrasting fortunes to some extent. Even though most of the key captain options, it's fair to say, have failed to fire, um, and having those one or two players who um, who have smashed it seems to have made the difference. Whereas on the weekend it was all about Kane. Um, so yeah, it's been it's been an interesting couple of weeks, and you know we've still got another another game week on the weekend, and I think we're still going to see. You know more rotation, more shocks, and as we said at the beginning, we're just going to have to accept that. Shall we start off with Eden Hazard then, Nick? Um, let, let's talk about him. What what do you think has happened? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> well, I I just think he's just been very unlucky FPL wise in terms of actual performances. Um, he was named man of the match in the last game, and he's just he was, I think is very unlucky not to register attacking returns. Um, as usual, I was following live score and um, match, and he just kept reading about how Pe- Pedro would fluff um, the chances 
that Hazard was set up on, or like I think Lossell made a couple of really good saves when Hazard took his shots. He he had he made a few chances, so he was one of the highest for the game weeks out of all players. But um, yeah, I, I mean the West Ham game was just a shocker for Chelsea in general, like all round poor performance by all their players. No idea what happened, but um, this week it had to, had to be William, didn't it? That randomly got a goal and two assists. Was Hazard sat back and. Uh, Especially it's it frustrating for us, and I've, I've had a lot of bad experiences with Hazard over the last two seasons. Um, I always seem to own him when he's on a bad run, and not own him when he he's like on a goal-scoring run. And it seems to be the case again this season because I didn't bring him in for the Newcastle game where he smashed it, and now I brought him in, captain him even this week, and he's just done nothing. Yeah, I think with him is. Especially given your history, it's a case of like, if you want something, don't ask for nothing. If you want nothing, don't ask for something. Um, you just seem to be so unlucky with Eden Hazard, and I, I just don't understand the last two games. When I looked at um, game week fourteen and fifteen versus sixteen and seventeen, and the difference is absolutely staggering. So his xG uh, between ga- for game week fourteen to fifteen, when we were looking at getting him in, was two point zero eight. Sixteen to seventeen, just zero point two two. He had thirteen pen area touches. Uh, for both um, 14 and 15 he had 9 attempts and 67% shot accuracy so 6 for on target versus just 4 attempts in between 16 and 17 25% accuracy and attempts every nine, 9.7 minutes uh, between 14 and 15 and 39.8 16 and 17 and I, I just don't it's very difficult to um, get your head around why a player can, can rise and fall like that and it just kind of seems to me that he is that sort of player isn't he who who just kind of flits in and out and it, it's really difficult to try to catch the moment when he does do something and more and more often than not with him you are chasing and my initial instinct before I uh, <coughs> lost control of my faculty to some extent was to think yeah you know what he does blow hot and cold so I'm I'm going to allow him but Instead, what I did was brought him in. You know, I, I could taste the fear, and and that really cost me. And I mean, he's got Southampton this week, this weekend, Nick, and uh, they just lost four-one to Leicester. I mean, are you? Can you go back again to captain him? Um, I don't think I'm going to be captaining him. Him, I'm actually thinking maybe um, Salah um, against Bournemouth. But in terms of Hazard in my team, I'm definitely going to be keeping the car running. I think I'm just gonna. Keep him there, at least for the next four game weeks. Southampton, Everton, Brighton, Stoke is who they're playing. So he's going to be staying in my team. Um, you know, I'm going to be sticking it out and uh, we'll, see, we'll see how it goes with him. Um, I mean, just I know he's t- talked about the last two game weeks, but over the last six game weeks, he's had the second highest um, of attempts for all midfielders of 18 and only, only behind Salah, who's had 24. So I think Salah, he's going to be my captain choice. He's... He's been leading the, the midfielder attacking stats all season. He's been lead, He's probably been the most consistent player in the entire game all season. No one's really been captaining him, so I think Salah's going to be my option. I mean, there is a bit of a threat of rotation. You've got yeah, that with well, everyone. That's true. I, mean, I was going to say with him, though, there was a big buzz, wasn't there, on social media about, about him potentially not playing this game because of a, a slight hamstring issue, which was what Klopp was saying was the reason behind him going off against Everton. Um, so I wonder if he's going to be the next victim. I mean, you've got Bournemouth up next and Arsenal kind of the week after. I mean, he's got a week to recover after this, hasn't he? Um, but you've just got to wonder. I mean, they, they drew 0-0 with, uh, with Pardiola's uh, West Brom, uh, featuring Alan Yom clean sheet. Um, yep. But, I mean, it's... Uh, I, I just don't. I just don't know. It, feel, it feels a bit risky compared to um, compared to Hazard, who who does seem to be playing, especially with Morata 
um, who I think may be the key in terms yeah. of uh, has his form falling off. Yeah, I guess um, just finally on Salah, um, I don't know if Klopp can really afford to rotate him after drawing the last couple of games. He needs to play his best team, surely. He needs three points on the board. But yeah, um, good segue anyway onto Murata. I think... Um, so yeah, we both obviously had to ditch him. Well, we didn't have to. He might he might actually play this weekend. It's not been confirmed. We have to wait and see what Conte says. But he was definitely ruled out of the midweek game, and we decided both that we were you know not going to hold him on the bench and play a defender just because we thought um, he's too expensive. I think personally to bench, especially in a week in midweek fixtures where you, you we saw you saw a lot of rotation. Um, a lot of people were annoyed about likes of Sane. Um, Lacazette, Klasnach, all not playing. I think there were quite a few players um, expected to play this game week. They didn't play Delhi Alley's another one. Though not many people really own him at the moment. But yeah, I think um, I think with Morata, it's it's just in general in terms of strikers, he's probably been um, second to Kane in terms of consistency. And I think it's just been a, a pretty poor season in general for strikers. There's not really one that's been a must own all season. Harry Kane's been the man, but he's just been. You know, blanking at home so many times, he's just incredibly frustrating to own. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we're seeing a lot of uh, four-five-one formations being rolled out at the moment, aren't we? With uh, you know Kane being flanked by the likes of Dominic Calvert-Lewin and uh, you know Crouch and all these sorts of guys. Quainer. <laughs> yeah, Quainer, exactly. And all the money being poured into the midfield, and you can kind of understand why that's happening. Uh, so, I mean, I I took out. Uh, Morata actually before he was injured for Firmino <laughs> um, whereas you took him out kind of after he was injured for Kaku and I, I just want to kind of uh, should we talk about should we talk about those two I mean, why why you did Kaku versus why I did Bobby I mean you, you said that you were going to blow me out the water pre-pop with some Kaku facts so uh, I'm ready to put in Nick off, off you go <laughs> well it's not really it's not really about how amazing Lukaku is it's kind of looking at, at Bobby a little bit but I think um with Lukaku, he's he's been he's been pretty poor the last few game weeks. You know, like um, I think particularly against the top teams, his just record is horrendous against the top teams. He's not didn't score against any of them this season. I think when he was at Everton, he never used to score as well, and they they used to blame it on poor service. But he he's just a bit of a flat track bully, isn't he? So I I fancied him against Bournemouth. He scored a hat trick against them last year for Everton, and I, I scored four. I, score four was I it four? Was it four? Yeah, and he um, he just just gen, generally does better against the um, the poorer teams. And with Manchester's um, United's fixture run, they got West Brom, Leicester, Burnley, Southampton next. I just thought, oh, you know, he's a he's a good shout. And the good thing about Lukaku, I guess, over Firmino as well is he. It sounds a bit of a weird one, but but because he's more expensive, it's easier for me to bring back Morata. So um, in in order to yeah. fund it, I did the uh, I downgraded Daniels to Kenny, which um, allows me to fund the move. It was minus four, but it enables me um, to now, if I want to sell Lukaku um, again, I can bring back Morata when he returns. But um, yeah, so with Lukaku, he's he's had he's had eighteen shots um, in the last six games, which is third amongst all strikers actually. So even though he's not been doing very well in terms of FPL points, he is still third in terms of strikers um, in terms of shots and, and he's only Morata and, and Kane are ahead of him Kane's had a, a ridiculous amount I think he's, Kane has had twice as many as Morata which is insane so he's had twice as many as the, the second highest shots um, all season but um, yeah I think 
over the course of the season as well, Lukaku's had 26 shots on target. That's twice as many as uh, Firmino has had. But what, what I found interesting about Firmino in the last six game weeks, he's only had, he's had 11 shots, seven in the box, which is worse than Solomon Rondon. He's had 12 <laughs> shots, eight in the box. So maybe oh, Rondon's dear. a better maybe Rondon's a better pick than Firmino right now. I don't, I don't know. Oh, God, I mean, I brought in Firmino. Obviously under under the under the influence, but I brought in Firmino after that fantastic Liverpool victory against Spartak when it was looking like you know the Fab Four were really clicking again, and you know everyone was saying you know oh we've got to get Coutinho in, you're going to try to make sure you know because Salah Salah is just like a a hygiene factor now, right? Everyone's got him. If he scores, it's a zero. You only get points if you captain him. Um, so I was thinking, you know what, that kind of solves that issue a little bit and allows me to you know, finance hazards um, coming in. Um, I, I did look at, uh, I've post-rationalised it, Nick, because obviously I wasn't using much rationality when I did make the transfer. But I mean, for me, no, 8.5, he does provide something which is quite nice, but in a fairly good asset for a team which are going to be challenging. They've got Bournemouth, Arsenal, Swansea, Leicester and Burnley. Uh, the next five the form Liverpool were in made me think yeah why not and his his stats aren't actually too bad um, so I, over the last four which is a little bit different from the last six um, his XG actually exceeded Lukaku so his XG was 1.57 versus 1.07 uh, for Lukaku um, in terms of shots it wasn't you know it's, it's not a million miles away he'd had seven attempts versus Lukaku's nine and the shot accuracy was very similar as well. So of his seven shots, three were on target, whereas of Kaku's nine shots, four were on target. So it was quite... There was some similarity there. And I was thinking just if he is able to... You know, I think he got 11 goals and 11 assists last season. I was thinking if he was able to kind of harness that ridiculous attacking power once they get going that Liverpool have got, that he might be a nice little option. And, uh, you know, he, he has risen up to 8.6, I believe, now. I definitely, I definitely agree with you. I was actually, to be honest, like I was very close to getting aboard the Bobby bus, um, as sort of discussed in our in our social group with Marco and everyone. Um, but uh, yeah, I kind of kind of made a last minute change of plan. So this this is me almost post rationalising it a little bit as well by doing a bit of my own analysis. But I think Bobby, obviously, the fixtures are great. But I think in, in terms of his play, he often seems to be making space for the likes of Salo and Coutinho to get their shots in. Mm. He hasn't, and he's been rotated a little bit as well. And Klopp seems to be liking um, Solanke to get some game time at the moment as well. So I think there is a bit of a, a risk there. Good thing about Lukaku is um, he, he never seems to miss a minute of football, which has been pretty good. Um, there's there's one other striker I thought um, I'd mention as well um, as an option. Uh, might make you laugh. It's um, it's Wayne Rooney. Yeah, I thought it might be five goals in the last four games, and he's had um, nine goals and an assist now in total. He's on penalties. Obviously, he plays quite deep. Um, he doesn't tend to play. He doesn't play number nine anymore. But he's, but he's on penalties. Um, he's at seven point four, which is quite a reasonable price considering it's Wayne Rooney. Um, and he's now on seventy six points, which is joint with Vardy. One more than Jesus. Six more than Firmino, and, and nine more than Lacazette. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, Swansea up next as well. You've got to be thinking that they're going to get some returns there. It looks like uh, Allardyce is turning that round. And he was saying, as you just said, as you kind of alluded to, he he did say in the press conference, well, we've got Wayne Rooney. That's, that's really, really great. Um, I guess at the top of the striker tree, we spoke about him a minute ago. 
still remains Harry Kane. Uh, obviously, I completely ignored him when he scored uh, scored the brace uh, on the weekend. I was sitting in a sitting in a bar, ill-advisedly continuing to drink. And uh, <laughs> it was the same day like, for you, wasn't it? Yeah. It was. It was the same day. It was. It was a very long, a very long sesh. And uh, you know, I, I think it was the f- he scored the third goal, didn't he? So I remember watching the first two goals, thinking, "Oh, thank, oh yeah, phew." You know, Kane hasn't scored, and then uh, in a- the Asian TV seemed to skip a lot. <laughs> before and I just kind of saw it gone to three 0 and I saw the, like Kane's the Kane's name come down. I was like, oh no, another beer, please, barmaid. And uh, yeah, the shots are just absolutely ridiculous. Like the last four games, Kane has got taken almost triple the amount of shots of Romelu Lukaku. Twenty five shots he's taken in in, in just four games. Uh, <laughs> only eight of them are on target, so thirty two percent accuracy. It's, I just don't. It's very hard to get your head around it, isn't it? It, it? it is mad. It is mad the amount of kind of attempts he's trying every single game. I don't know whether he's snatching at his chance. I don't know whether he's you know trying too hard. I, I just don't know what it is about him. But it's, it's in, yeah, his shot stats are incredible. Ten shots again this game week over the last six. He's had. 38. I said earlier that he's, it's double the second, which was Morata with 19. Yeah. So it's just, it's just where is he finding these chances? He's, I think he's just finding space and just having a crack. And and I think most of them probably being blocked by a wall of defenders or something. I don't know, but it's just it's, it's, the stats are insane. The amount of shots he's getting, it's just not converting. I mean, he is doing well in terms of goals this season. You know, competing for the golden boot, what with 12 goals. But I just because it's Harry Kane, we just we just want more, don't we? And they. They seem to come in the most random games as well, and like the easy games, the ones you expect him to score against, like against like Brighton at home and Swansea at home, and you know these ones we kept Bournemouth at home. He just oh, seems to blank, doesn't he? Don't remind me. I mean, it, it is it is crazy. I mean, my killer stat on this is that Kane at the moment is only thirteen shots off what the amount of shots he took all of last year. So last year he took a hundred. He was injured for uh, some uh, a few spells, but he took 110 shots last year. This year he's taken 97. <laughs> Mental, <laughs> isn't it? It, it's absolutely insane. I, I just you know, it's one of those things where you know, I've seen that we've seen kind of the switcheroo being mooted a little bit, where people were saying, oh, "Let's take him out." Obviously, the double game week's coming up. Let's take him out um, for the next few fixtures. Put in Lukaku, who people have been saying, and then bring Kane back in in game week 22. And uh, you know, over the weekend on Saturday after he scored that brace, people were kind of recanting that, and it wasn't being talked about too much. And I suspect that will now re-emerge as a potential kind of route forward. Um, what do you think about that? I mean, do you, uh, with Man City up next, do you think that there's any mileage in that, or you know, I, 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 I'm keeping Kane. I think I just will. <laughs> Are you going to do that too? Well, yeah, I'll be keeping Kane. I picked up a few injuries anyway, what with Rashalan, Rashalan potentially out, um, Stephen Ward, uh, Firmino. I'm not, I don't, I don't really want to be fooling around selling Kane because there's no one really that's attracting me. Obviously, I've got Lukaku now, uh, but even then, he's not that you know attractive an option. I talked about Wayne Rooney, but I've already got Calvert Lewin. I don't really fancy bringing him in. Uh, Firmino. You know, maybe an option, but you know, like like we said, he's not been that consistent. Lacazette, Vardy, you know, they're not doing well enough for for me to bring him in. So I'm going to stick with Kane. He he will get chances. He 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 can score any game week, you know. And you can't say that about every player. He's he's done well against Manchester City in the past. So we'll we'll see what happens. But yeah, I'm definitely I'm definitely going to hold him. I think, and um, probably even through the blank. 
Yeah, I think I do the same. I think kind of the wider bit. I mean, obviously, there's loads of things to talk about, and you know, we've only got limited time here. We're not going to. We, we could talk for you know hours, couldn't we, Nick, about all the different issues which are going on, like budget defenders, mid-price midfielders, etc., etc., etc. But I think kind of th- that kind of keys into kind of the last thing I think we talk about in this section before we move on to the features, which is managing FPL over Christmas. So um, our friend Neil Gupta asked if there's anybody who is rotation-free. Is there anybody uh, <laughs> who we're not going to have kind of a, a question mark over. I mean, you had a as Piliqueta being dropped, and this like a player like tonight. You had a Carl Walker not playing. You had Pascal Gross not playing for Brighton, which was a big shock. I mean, do we think there are any players who are who are rotation free or players who you can safely bring in to say, yeah, no, this guy is going to play no matter what? Uh, well, I had a little look actually at um, the players that played every minute of the season so far, and. Uh, it's mostly goalkeepers and central defenders. There's 26 of them in total, and it's you know there's no surprises like the likes of Pickford, De Gea, Lossell. They're going to be playing every minute, but I don't suppose people are really thinking about the goalkeepers. Um, so some of the other interesting names I think mentioned Lukaku. He's he's played every minute so far. Marino seems to to love him, and he's not been rotated. But maybe Zlatan will get a game. Who knows? Who knows with Zlatan? He did. He was warming up earlier, which got people a little bit excited. But um, Harry Maguire for Leicester played every minute. Um, Lewis Dunk could score another own goal. I don't know. <laughs> um, Bellerin and Monreal for Arsenal have both played every minute. So maybe an Arsenal defender might be a, not a bad shout. Um, yeah, Kalasnac, one of those who was dropped. Uh, well, not dropped or rested uh, this, this midweek. Yeah, Kalasnac seems to have been rested a, bit, a little bit more. But obviously... Um, Wenger seems to have a lot of faith with uh, Monreal in particular, so he's um, he's been quite standalone. And, um, and Valencia as well has played every minute for Marino. He, he's one of his sort of like marshals of the team, isn't he? You know, like one of his leading men, one of the leaders on the pitch. So um, yeah, you know, he's, he's very, <laughs> he's yeah, one of the modern men for sure. Yeah, he's he's very expensive though, so um, I wouldn't necessarily uh, say bring him in but actually maybe I would because United's fixture run is, is pretty decent um, as we said earlier yeah I mean I think that you know we used to wait in terms of Christmas didn't we I don't think there's ever been this amount of frenzy over the games I think it's because obviously the early finish because of the World Cup means that there's a lot of games being played more so than than last year um, but I'm trying to not take hits as much as possible but I mean to go back to Neil's question is there anybody who's rotation free I think the answer is basically goalkeepers obviously even though uh, Carrius played tonight so the Mignolet um, and central defenders and one guy I think I mean going right back up to the top back Alex Quintella David De Gea um, another 11 points as we keep alluding to Man United's fixes are incredible I mean we've We've been pushing, haven't we, Nick, for quite a while, um, the, the the cheap goalkeeper combo. But I'm looking at that and thinking, I think it might be time to bring De Gea in. Um, I really am. Yeah, I mean, it's just not a bad idea. I can understand why why you're thinking about that. Maybe I should be doing the same. I've got a Crystal Palace double up, which is looking like a bit of an error, to be honest. And uh, uh, But... Yeah, maybe Harry Kane. I think he's going to keep playing. He only seems to be not playing when he's injured. So I reckon Harry Kane also won't be rotated much over Christmas. But yeah, it's mostly goalkeepers and and central defenders. Yeah, I think so. Right, um, should we take a break there, Nick? Okay, sure. Cool. Who got the assist? Who got the assist? 
Right, so we're back and we're going to talk uh, talk for our features now. Uh, the first thing to talk about is the anti-meta team. Uh, this is our team of players who aren't in the template or being spoken about in the wider meta at the moment. Try to keep them on the 10% own. You know, they're players like Edison, uh, Martial, Siggy, uh, Andre Gray. They've had an interesting couple of weeks, haven't they, Nick? Uh, we thought it might be their funeral right on the weekend with 23 points. Um, it's, it's partly my fault because you wanted to bring in Son for the uh, anti-metas and I, I put you off and said, oh no, he's, he might, he's probably not going to be playing. How about we do Mane because he's the... Uh, the Liverpool pick that no one's looking at. Everyone's looking at Coutinho, who everyone's got Salah. Everyone's looking at Firmino. No one's talking about Mane. So let's bring in Mane for the um, anti-metas, and he he did he's done nothing, hasn't he? While Son has been um, free scoring, so yeah, I have to take a little bit of blame for um, trying to you know come up with some suggestions that haven't paid off for the team. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> okay, so uh, this uh, this midweek they redeemed themselves somewhat. Fifty-two points, rolled the transfer. Uh, captain was on Alexis Sanchez, remembering what happened last year against West Ham. Unfortunately, that didn't, didn't materialise. He only got six points. Uh, but the defence was what carried them this week. So Edison, uh, Valencia, Monreal, Maguire, and uh, that man Alan Yom. Uh, saw them get 52 points uh, this week overall uh, which will probably be a green arrow um, so you know they're not quite back in the city yet but they're certainly in the suburbs and uh, making their way back back to the top 100k and uh, I think that brings us quite nicely onto onto Neon Watch uh, obviously got a clean sheet this week uh, did, did Alan uh, unfortunately it looks like he's missed out on the bonus just by a whisker um, but anyway Alan Yom was also playing football this midweek. During the game against Liverpool, he took 49 touches, 18 of which were in the opponent's half. He had zero penalty box touches. He made 23 <laughs> passes. 15 were successful. That's 65% for you stats nerds. He made three crosses. One was successful. But... He kept a clean sheet. He was mentioned in dispatches thusly. In the 22nd minute, Jakob headed over after Kocharyak played a quick free kick to Neom on the right wing. In the 43rd minute, Coutinho's chipped free kick was headed behind by Neom at the back post. Neom is now 4.9 and uh, looks like uh, West Brom are keeping it together under Pardiola, so he may be an investment to make. But in the meantime, if you see him down local Tesco's, See him down local Primark or see him down your local farm foods. Let us know. Hashtag Neonwatch. And thanks very much for keeping uh, keeping an eye on him for us, everyone who's uh, who's sent in a sighting of him. So it's time for the market forces section. And this is um, our section where we use FPL data to describe some of the key trends in the FPL economy to try and give you guys an insight into the key um, movers and shakers. And um, so this game week, um, the most transferred in player, the game week's only just finished, but the most transferred in player currently is uh, David Silva with over 43,000 transfers in already. And I guess it's, it's no surprise... Um, He's actually finding his scoring boots, his shooting boots, which is very unusual for David Silva. He's he scored four now in the last three game weeks, which is the same as he managed all of last season, which is uh, quite an interesting stat. But so he's had five goals, eight assists. It's just a bit of a surprise to see David Silva scoring. We've actually in 2015 to 16, he only got one goal all season, but still managed 11 assists. But seems to be free scoring at the moment. I know you've drafted him in already. Um, looks to be not a bad shout 
I'm still sticking, I think, with um, Team Sterling as my Manchester City pick. He picked them up a couple of assists. Yeah, I was going to say, with, with Silver, the reason I brought him in was because his his underlying stats were actually really good. Um, he got he had 1.1 XG and 1 uh, XA for the last four. He had 22 pen area touches, so it was only four less than Hazard, which I thought was pretty decent for it was just 8.1 at the time. So he's 8.2 now, and I'm guessing I'll get the, uh, get the 0.1 uh, rise in sell value from him, hopefully. <laughs> Yeah, no, it makes sense. It's a very smart move um, on your part. And one of the guys who's um, being sold, I guess, for silver is probably a little bit of a sideways move. He's had um, over 30,000 transfers out so far. Um, is uh, Leroy Sane, and um, I don't really know what happened to Sane because um, game weeks eight to game week six to ten, he was like, scoring every week. He was picking up assists every week. He was just generally smashing it. Um, looked to be, you know, the main, one of the main men in. Um, in Pep's plans as well, but last four game weeks, he's uh, he's only played two of the games and he's um, not registered any attacking returns. So he's definitely drifted off a little bit in terms of his attacking output and his game time. So yeah, it's a, it's a shame for people who brought him in because he's he's done nothing recently, and it's it's no surprise that he's now being being sold for his um his teammates. Absolutely. Um, I mean, I saw uh, I saw a very good post on Reddit actually the other day, which uh, recounts the story from Thierry Henry when he was at Barcelona with Pep, and uh, he, Henry said that he scored a goal, and uh, Guardiola was furious with him, and he asked why, and he said, you know, he was on the wing at Barcelona, and uh, Guardiola said, you know, you have to be on the wing, you have to provide that width, even if it meant to the detriment of his goal scoring output. And I, I think that that maybe seems to be what's going on with, with Sarno. And maybe there's obviously a decrease in form as well and Sterling being the main man and Silver and KDB continuing to tick over. It seems like he's the one who's missing out there. And, you know, Bernardo Silva's coming. I think he got an assist tonight for Silver's for, for the other Silver's first goal. So it could be that, you know, Sarno is now, now the man who's susceptible to rotation. And we may see, you know, David Silva and maybe even Kevin De Bruyne come to, come to prominence once more. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, yeah, so the sec- second most transferred in player this, this game week is uh, Dwayne Rooney. Yeah, we talked about him a little bit earlier. Obviously, he's uh, in goal-scoring form at the moment. Um, maybe maybe people can taste the fear with him. I don't know. And, uh, they're seeing him as a, a decent option. And, you know, he is an interesting option. Um, and, you know, with, like not many strikers really being on form maybe it's no, no surprise that people now are starting to notice Mr Mr Wayne Rooney but yeah I don't know about that but I mean Morata he's the most transferred out player at the moment and that's no surprise with the injury um with the you know being ruled out of the Huddersfield he's still 50% chance um of the next game against Southampton um he's being sold heavily I think just in general, out of all the transferred out players right now, one's being sold. They all seem to have to be carrying knocks. Um, two of my men are up there, Stephen Ward and Richarlison. Both um, doubts in the next game, both being sold heavily. Ben Mee, um, very disappointing for the Burnley owners, uh, people who own him because he didn't play again. It was actually um, Kevin Long, 3.9, picked up a couple of cheeky bonus points so maybe <laughs> maybe he's a, a decent option at the moment I don't mean he could be the new Mbemba depending on how long me is out for but he's only um, he's still only a doubt at this moment in time with a knee injury 75% of chance of playing so who knows Ramsey as well he's being heavily sold at the moment he was sold by you because he's ruled out at, at the moment as well 
yeah, 20,000 people have sold Ramsey, 13,000 have sold me, and 16,000 have sold Richarlison. And uh, coming in on the other side is my man, James Tarkovsky, who uh, was kind of the bottom of the barrel for me because I missed the boat on uh, on Stephen Ward. And obviously, a lot of your uh, team value is, is all because of Stephen Ward. Um, missed out on him. Uh, missed out on Ben Mee because of that stealth price rise on the Thursday. Um, didn't fancy Lowton, so I, I plumped for Taco, and uh, I've got 0.1 rise out of him now, and 28,000 people have bought him in, so you know, I could be riding a Burnley gravy train here, hopefully. Yeah, <laughs> possibly. I mean, he is the last man standing, isn't he, really? Now, they've, all, they've all got injuries. Lowton's had an injury, even you know, their first-choice goalkeeper has got an injury with Heaton, but they're still keeping a clean sheet week in, week out. I think they they were up to fourth at one point in the Premier League just having a, an amazing amazing season who knows what's going on with Burnley anyway we, we digress a little bit there because <laughs> uh, um, Otamendi Ot- he's also being transferred in and I, I you know you my, yeah maybe that's going to be my my funeral for the season selling him but yeah uh, Otamendi he's had over 26,000 transfers in so far he's, he's had a he's been rising in price he's now up to 6.0 um, but you know the man is goal scoring. He's scoring, and everyone loves a goal scoring defender. He, he scored um, four now for the season, which is uh, pretty decent, and two in the last three. So he's registering um, lots of double figure returns, which we always like to see in a defender. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. I think you know we're still seeing people like uh, Ben Davis being sold. So eight thousand people have sold him, and maybe people are going to Otamendi there. And with uh, companies continuing injury travails and uh, John Stones being out, uh, you know, you can see why that makes sense. And I guess kind of the final man we're going to talk about is is Riyad Mahrez. You know, there's been a big ocean of noise about all of these kind of midfielders, especially the City boys, and uh, Mahrez has gone completely unnoticed. I think. You know, he's a, a, one of our good friends, Takhar, actually has had him in for the past couple, the past few weeks, and has really benefited there. Um, been bought by twenty-one thousand people now in rows, kind of midweek. But his returns over the last four, he's got nine points, six points, nine points, and eight points. Just out of, out of nowhere, um, he started showing up. And I think you know, we spoke earlier on about players who are going to play every single game. Maybe he and Vardy, as well to some extent, are two that fit into that category. With Mares, um, I think uh, it's been mentioned by. Quite a few people already that you know they know they're not going to keep him, so they might as well just keep playing him. Uh, he, he does seem a certain starter in every game, doesn't he, Nick? Yeah, definitely. I guess he is definitely a differential at the moment with only six point three percent ownership. I don't think anyone really in the neighbourhood um, owns him. I think you know Tack um, has made a, a you know very a very savvy move, really bringing him in. He's had five goals and seven assists. It's um, three goals and assists in the last four game weeks and. And just don't don't forget, two seasons ago, he, he managed 17 goals and 11 assists. And, and Leicester, in general, are, d- are doing very well. You know, that they steamrolled Southampton in that last game week, didn't they? Um, um, just today. So that was, you know, 4-1. They're climbing up the league after a poor start. Um, might be like the new manager effect, but Claude Puel seems to be doing a, a stand-up job so far since he's um, come and taken over the management. Yeah, the Gringotts Goblin seems to be digging up some gold from the vault. Um, I mean, well, what can you what can you say? I mean, maybe it's not it a Harry Potter theme, by the way. <laughs> I, I just think he looks like a Gringotts Goblin, doesn't he? <laughs> but yeah, I think uh, you know, they are looking like they're worth him. Okazaki looks like the top goal, the top point scorer this week with sixteen points. Incredible stuff, really. Um, 
All right, let's move on to the final bit of the features. And uh, you know, last week we had a last time we did the pod, I should say, we did the poetry corner, and uh, we've been blessed with another uh, submission. This is by our good friend Tom Campbell um, at Usley TC, and uh, he uh, flabbergasted his fiance. Uh, congratulations, Tom, on that uh, on your engagement uh, on his flight over to Fiji uh, by writing a poem for us to read out. And uh, I'm going to do my best to do it justice here. Uh, so here we go. With podcasts digested, we've done all our prep, statistics analysed, but what for pet roulette? Great fixtures upcoming, a garden of green. But that press conference quotation, what does it mean? Play in the markets, gotta save that point one. Get him in ASAP, he's got ahead of a run. Plans in tatters, but it was a shoo-in. Was the answer ever really Dominic Calvert-Lewin? <laughs> Perhaps Twitter will help. Should I take a hit? A poll created, but opinion was split. The 2pm team news begins to come through. Captain Lukaku on the bench. Thanks a million, Moo. A kitty established 2.7 million available in the bank. Invest it wisely, improve your overall rank. Captioning Sir Harold. OMG, it's Kane. Another Wembley blank incoming. A world of fantasy pain. Avoiding all the results to blind watch match of the day. Did all my <laughs> selected FPL 11 even frickin' play? Why do we even play this game? It's simply way too hard. What's that? My captain smashed the brace. Thank you, Eden Hazard. Choosing your fifth midfielder for any given game week made that much more easy in 2017. Step forward, Loftus-Cheek. Sometimes addictive game can feel just like hell. But would we lose it? No chance at all. We all love FPL. So even if your captain should have scored but missed, panic not, just listen in to Who Got the Assist? <laughs> that, that was excellent. Thanks for your um, submission, Tom. Yeah, really enjoyed that again. Yeah, and, and anyone else, if you've got um, a poem for us, by all means, submit it. Yeah, we'd love to hear your uh, your poems, and we'll read them in what seems to be a new feature of ours, Poetry Corner. So, uh, yeah, thanks again, Tom. That was brilliant. All right, cool. Uh, let's move on to uh, the community section-ish for this week and the wrap-up after this break. Who got the assist? Who got the assist? So we're back and it's time again to look at the Who Got The Assist mini-league. Um, and it's, it's not much has really changed, to be honest, in terms of the top. Obviously, uh, Damit and A, um, La 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 Land, uh, he, uh, he got 43 points this week um, with a minus four. So not, not the greatest week for him. Um, David De Gea smashing it, though, um, 11 points. He's still top in the world, obviously. But, yeah, it's, it's the De Gea effect. I think that's what you're about to say, wasn't it, Tom? No, it's the f- I was about to say, it's the first hit that Demir Sané has taken all season. That incredible oh, stuff. Oh, wow. Absolutely incredible stuff. Yeah, no, but he's um, he's not had a great week. I think it's actually 45 because FPL hasn't updated yet. He had Kolasinac um, with a zero-pointer because he didn't play. Um, so Chilwell comes in for him. Uh, but, yeah, not... not um, not the best week. Um, he had Son as well, actually, which is um, a fantastic differential at this point and a, a great shout by him, actually. Um, you know, up there, we've still got um, two girls, one shot up. Andrew Ferguson, he's had a, a stormer of a season as well. Uh, ben Sutton, the Terabads, um, you know, doing very well. We've got Red Devils, Daniel Kay. Um, and the cop Monil Javari all, all doing really well so um, yeah well done guys and um, I think I'm 
I've dropped out of the top hundred now, unfortunately. Um, oh, no. people, yeah, I'm not sure where you are, Tom, but um, we won't talk oh, about that. Don't even, want, don't even want to know. But yeah, shout out, I think, to the top eight or nine uh, to break in the thousand mark before Christmas. That's uh, that's really awesome stuff. Uh, and obviously to, to Demir, who looked odds on to win the whole thing. Um, just want to give a quick shout out uh, to Zai uh, Tactics FC, um, who was who very kindly gave me and my girlfriend a nice uh, tour of uh, one of the buildings in Singapore, and uh, you know showed us a few of the sites, and uh, you know really looked after us one morning last week. So yeah, just just thought I'd say that and uh, have a look at have a look at him, check him out. He curates all the pods like ours and uh, puts them all together, and he also does these kind of nice little characters. So check him out on Twitter. He's at Tactics FC. Yep, good stuff. Yeah, so we're going to have um, a bit, quite a quick turnaround for uh, pods in the next um, couple of weeks. Obviously, with the the fixture uh, congestion and Christmas, um, we're going we're gonna to still aim to get one out a week. I think the next one possibly um, be around Tuesday or Wednesday, depending on availability. But yeah, we'll um, we'll be turning them around quickly. And we've also got our FPL meetup in London. If you're um, keen to come, please. Um, Give us an email. It's um, at who got the assist at gmail dot com, um, and let us know if you're coming, and we can add you to the list. Um, it's on the twenty second December at seven thirty, the Sports Bar in Marlebone, and we'll be watching the Arsenal versus Liverpool game. So we've got quite um, quite a big list of people coming, a lot of people from the Twitter community um, all attending. So yeah, it should be a, a really good event, and um, we're, yeah, we're looking forward to it. So if, if you want to come and meet us, then uh, let us know and drop us an email. Cool. Uh, obviously, let us know on Twitter or Facebook if if you prefer to do it that way. Whatever. As long as I've got a list of people, I think we've got an area for ten or something, haven't we, Nick? But you know, I we, think we've got about twenty or so, haven't you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I think we might have to just kind of uh, start start stealing bar stools or something like that. Who knows? Um, and linked to that, I guess, is uh, is the kind of the community section this week. So obviously, as we said at the top, we haven't had that much time to put something together, and uh, you know, I. I just wanted to kind of say what happened on Saturday. So on Saturday, uh, it was my cousin's wedding, uh, and my my cousin got married in in quite a, a lovely setting in Hong Kong. You know, overlooking the uh, overlooking the skyline, and uh, you know, it was all beautiful and great. And then uh, we went to this kind of swanky hotel, and uh, at this swanky hotel, there was a lot of champagne. And there were a lot of people not drinking the champagne. And I was probably one of the only Brits there. There, And I thought, you know, I've got to represent. And my, my cousin, my other cousin, who's quite a, quite a debauched young man, <laughs> was, was obviously joining me on, on this. Uh, he's American, so doing some sort of, uh, some sort of drinking face-off, as an intercontinental face-off. And, uh, yeah, I think I got through eight or nine glasses of champagne. And, and my brain went straight to FPL. And I was thinking, you know, this is just before. It was eight o'clock in the, in the evening my time, so it was just, just before the deadline. And I was thinking, Nick, uh, yeah, you know, Eden Hazard, you know, I'm, oh, I'm just so worried about about him this week. I'm so worried about him that in, uh, against West Ham. You know, he's going to absolutely destroy my team. And you know, it all of my uh, all of my restraint went out the window. And you know, you know, when you when you do get drunk, and you, you, I don't know whether you've done a change in the past, but when you, where when you've been sober, you've been thinking, now nah, I probably shouldn't do that. I was thinking, yeah, do it, do it, do it. And you know, before I knew it, I downed a shot of Diplomatico rum, and, and I pressed <laughs> confirm, put him in. And uh, as the meal was being served, and I was, I was kind of quite out of it because I'd had ten glasses of champagne, and I was kind of having free flow wine, and I had two shots of Diplomatico with my cousin at the bar. And <laughs> I, uh, 
I was watching, uh, you know, Eden Hazard doing nothing, and I was kind of just laughing, wasn't I? I was on Slack uh, talking to you. <laughs> you could probably tell that I was completely out of it, but I was just giggling. <laughs> I was just like, oh, it's, it's clearly going to happen. And it kind of took the edge off to such, such to, to a massive extent. But the next morning I woke up and I was just hoping it was all a horrible nightmare. <laughs> it just wasn't. Um, so I, I just wanted to, to, and we kind of thought, well, let, let's put that out to the community and see uh, what kind of drunken nightmares people have had. But I think first actually, Nick, what, what drunken nightmares have you had recently? <laughs> well, I mean, I, I don't know. I took my um, I took my minus eight actually when I was drunk, but it, <laughs> I don't. But <laughs> after my work Christmas party, so oh, yeah, no. I was I was a bit of a step, but then I was just it was kind of my fault. But I was just really annoyed because it. I missed um, a G- Jesus fall and the hazard rise, so that was just just ap- just pure amateurism there, I- in a word. Um, so yeah, that cost me 0.2 more. But, oh, well, that happened, and um, also I wasn't I wasn't like drunk. I just think I was tired. Well, I was, I had like three three bottles of beer, so I don't think that really you can't really call yourself drunk. But then I just did my when I did my goalkeeper move the other day, that cost me 15 points in total. It's just, uh, it's just so frustrating because obviously I meant to take out Elliot and I took out Hennessy. So yeah, that happened. Um, I took out Spiroli even, I can't even say the right names. (laughs) (laughs) And then then neither neither played and Spiroli happened to be the week that he decided to get them points. So I ended up drafting him back in on the hit and since then he hasn't even got a save point. So yeah, it's just uh, just shambles. But anyway, um, moving on from us, (laughs) we reached out to the, the guys in the community to share your stories of when you've got drunk and FPL has um, and your emotions have taken over over your sort of common sense and, and what you've done so um, FPL Moose he, he reached out to us and he told us um, he said to us he decided to sell Suarez for Rooney whilst adult and, and then took a minor 16 to get him back in Oh my lord, that's just a, yeah, that's one hell of an intervention there, isn't it? Uh, Kerry Dovey, who's coming there, so coming on Friday, uh, he warned me to not pronounce his name Seri, so yeah, Kerry, we've written it like that. Uh, he, dr- he told us that a couple of seasons ago he drunkenly raged out Nani after just the first half when he had him as captain, so <laughs> on 45 minutes. <laughs> he then went on to score and assist. Plus, get three bonus points in the second half. He lost uh, 0.2 because he'd sold him at uh, obviously a, a lower price than his his uh, purchase price, and he he bought him back in that same day. Oh so, gosh, absolute nightmare! <laughs> well, that's that's a bit of a shocker. Um, second season syndrome. Um, one of our friends on Twitter, he's he's um, written to us and he said, "I had Bellerin when he got injured near the start of last season." and had prepared to wait a week to bring in a new premium defender as I used my free transfer. And lo and behold, he woke up the next morning after what he assumed was a glorious night with a new Arsenal shirt. And he thought, drunk me, bought in Monreal, good move, drunk me. I can live with that, good job. But no, the person he actually um, brought in was Carl Jenkinson. (laughs) (laughs) That guy um, stayed in his team all the way through Christmas as he had other issues to deal with, and he played a total... Of ten minutes, so yeah, that's that's not the smartest move. <laughs> no, certainly not. I think I oh, I vaguely remember him coming on in like the ninety third minute of a game, and uh, lots of people on Fantasy Football Scout being really annoyed because they probably done the same thing. Like, thought, oh, Bellerin's out, 
Jenkinson's going to be covering brought him in it turned out he never played <laughs> oh dear I feel, I feel really sorry for them I mean, he looked like obviously he was ready to start and didn't really work uh, Varen uh, I mean he he's learned uh, the place where no cars go or no, no transfers go I should say he brought in Harry Kane before a cup game uh, versus Millwall uh, for Spurs and uh, obviously Kane then went on to get injured uh, so he was forced to change that uh, straight away. Uh, FPL Bull, um, he tells us that he got drunk, uh, presumably on vodka and ice cream, as he said last week, and brought in Fellaini. Um, so he reached for Mourinho's comfort blanket. And uh, it turned out he got injured over the international break. So uh, not the best of chances there, Bull. Yeah, um, finally, um, in terms of a negative, we've got Pasco. He, um, he took a minus 12 once when he meant to bank the transfer and, and had no memory of of doing it but apparently it worked out okay in the end so yeah that's a, a bit of a crazy story but yeah we've, we've got some positives as well um taishi he got drunk and was checking twitter at 3am and and had just caught that costa had been busy fighting with conte and this this saved himself from a blank captain yeah, it doesn't tell us who he brought in, but uh, that must have been the week where Costa was saying he he wants to go to China. And uh, finally, uh, Chef Dale, uh, he did a drunk wild card last year uh, with Son Captain, fell asleep and slept through the deadline. I think it was a bit of a joke wild card. And you got 80 points <laughs> from doing that, that wild card. So, yeah, it, it proves. I think actually last year I, did, I was uh, planning to do a move. I think I was planning to bring Aguero in uh, when he got back from injury. And I was at your house for New Year's Eve and I got back home passed out and I woke up at 11.35 so I didn't um, have yeah, a missed, missed deadline yeah I couldn't do it oh, that, that, me. that's the problem with me actually there's been a few times where I've been out and it's got very late and I've got quite drunk and then I get panicked that I'm going to miss the deadline in the morning and everything just kind of goes out the window and you make a move and you're like oh, I've got to get something in before the deadline and then you're like oh, what, what happened it's all a bank but anyway yeah great stories guys thanks for your submissions yeah, thanks very much. I guess our Neon Bible uh, reading for today is don't drink an FPL. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, moving to the uh, moving to the sign-off. Uh, so each week there is a theme uh, to each pod. Uh, you may have heard a few references again this week. Uh, if, if you haven't, uh, listen to it again. If, if you're feeling tired, wake up. You, you might hear something. Uh, but we just, uh, uh, the Dude Abide, Scone at Oz, uh, got it last week. Um, but we just want to give a quick shout-out to Dave Crozier, uh, fantastic effort uh, he went through our, our last pod and chronicled every Radiohead reference we made which is <laughs> absolutely amazing stuff so thanks very much Dave yeah brilliant effort there Dave well, well done and well done for everyone else who um, emailed in and got it as well because loads of people came back to us saying um, they really enjoyed the Radiohead references last week cool alright uh, so for the weekend then Nick uh, what changes are you going to make and what's your captain Oh, that's a very good question, Tom. Um, I think, so Salah, he's going to be my captain, I think. Um, Kane's got Manchester City, I can't see much happening there. Um, Lukaku and Hazard, I just I just can't captain those guys. Richardson's injured. Um, and uh, Calvert-Lewin, Swansea at home, that'll be in. that's a bit too ambitious. That's um, yeah, so I think Salah's my favourite pick. I mean, we talked about how he's potential rotation risk, but um, who knows? Um, yeah, I think Richarlison, he's injured, so I've been looking a little bit about um, mid-price midfielders, and and there's there's a few out there. There's um, Gross. I mean, he hasn't had um, any attacking returns in the last four game weeks, but he he has been rested now, so he he may um, come back into form. They've got. 
Uh, Burnley and Watford in the next two um, Chelsea, Newcastle, Bournemouth so their fixture run is, is not too bad um, and he's, he's been pretty good generally all round all season um, creates loads of chances um, or Shakiri, he was the other one I've looked at um, for Stoke four goals and five assists so far this season they've got West Ham West Brom Huddersfield up next so there are a couple of options or I might just roll it it really depends on the press conferences um, once Marco Silva's um, given us an update on Richardson because he's got Huddersfield at home and I was looking forward to that fixture hoping he might actually sort of finally start converting some of his chances but uh, yeah, it's fallen off as it well. It's not fallen off, but I, I worry that the the bandwagon's come to an end. He's at six point six now, so I, I mean, my sell my sell value is six point four. Um, I mean, I'm and you're captaining Solar, aren't you? And I, yeah. I'm probably going to captain Hazard. Uh, Southampton just lost four one to Leicester. Um, I wonder actually. I mean, I, you said that you didn't see much happening in that Man City game. I mean, Pep, Pep's been complaining that uh, teams don't go there to play. I think Spurs will go there to play, so I think there will be some goals in that game. Um, but I, I think that Hazard against Southampton is probably the option I'm going to go for. Um, for m- moves wise, um, I think that uh, probably Walker's going to go um, because it's been an absolute liability since I brought him in. And see if I do keep him, I'm going to be stuck with him over Christmas because they've got Bournemouth, Newcastle, Crystal Palace and Watford. I guess that's an argument to keep him but he's been doing nothing for me. Uh, he's blanked for the last five game weeks in a row. I think that's time to get rid. I'm gonna, probably going to bring in Masuaku actually uh, for West Ham. He started at left wing back today, uh, got a clean sheet and uh, David Moyes appears to have been applying his football genius there a little bit and uh, that leaves me with a bit of money and uh, yeah, I mean, we, you spoke about your Palace guys causing you row. I, I've got Ryan and Krull, and that was a terrible transfer in, in retrospect, bringing in Ryan for Elliot. So um, I'm thinking I'm going to put De Gea in, as I, as I said at the top. So take another minus four, my third minus four in a row. Uh, and yeah, put put in De Gea, uh, put in Masuaku uh, for the double game week ahead, and you know, just generally hope for the best from, from Eden Nazar. Yeah, that's pretty sensible. I think this this season's been a bit of a unone sans lumiere, hasn't it, for you, Tom? So maybe uh, you know bringing in De Gea is finally going to bring some light to your team, especially in terms of your your goalkeepers. But yeah, we'll see. Um, I mean, yeah, I think I'm going to try and avoid the hits this game week. But with Ward, Firmino, Richarlison all potentially out, I might have to. I, I don't know, but yeah, it, might, it really depends on the presses so anyway um yeah that, that's it isn't it um, we are who got the assists yep uh, you can find us at who got the assist.com uh, on twitter at wgta underscore fpl or on facebook at facebook.com forward slash who got the assist yep if you haven't joined our league as well our mini league uh, the code is 1538-17403 and we'll be back um next game week yeah we will be uh look forward to speaking to you then we hope this assisted you bye it's a goal. Who got the assist? Who got the assist? Sports Social Podcast Network.